Welcome, everybody, to today's 15-minute or so ILTA podcast interview session. It's entitled Avoiding Burnout for Litigation Support Professionals. I'm your moderator today, Tanya Pereira. I'm a business transformation specialist at Castles Brock and Blackwell in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm thrilled today to be joined by our speaker, Martin Michael. He's the Associate Managing Director of Cyber Risk at Kroll. Welcome, Martin. Hi, Um, Hi, it's so good to have you today. Um, Before we begin, I wanted to have you provide a brief background of yourself. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of people who know me in the industry or certainly see my name around. Um, I've, for the past 21 years, uh, been working in litigation support um, and uh, now most recently in core cyber um, and working in incident response capacity, looking at PII review um, and responding to you know, rapid emergencies, I guess, within uh, within different corporate environments. That's great. Um, so we're obviously here today to talk about avoiding burnout, um, good strategies for mental health, one of my personal favorite topics. Um, so I wanted to start off by asking, is burnout a problem for legal and litigation support professionals? Um, and does it affect us disproportionately? I would say yes, 100%. It does affect e-discovery, litigation support professionals um, disproportionately. I think, um, you know, I've had my own experiences of mental health issues where, you know, I've had burnout in the past, um, where I've had to sort of check out for an extended period of time from a previous employer. Um, And, you know, I think that there's these days, it's much more common to be able to open up and talk about those types of issues um i think it's it's going in the right direction in that sense um in the world of litigation support we have to remember that it's a an industry that's uh, at the cusp of the rapid ch- pace of change within it and technology there's different things every single day new challenges um new things to learn new things to be on top of and within that then on, on top of that most of the jobs that you work on uh, or work within are the response to somebody else's crisis. There's an issue that's been happening. There's an emergency that's been happening. That crisis is then perhaps passed on to a law firm who treats it as their crisis that they need to manage and so on. And so when you're working for, say, a vendor, consultant, internal department or or something, you often find that you're where all of that pressure resides, you know, that, that stress and pressure of that event basically is a waterfall all the way down to that group that's managing the work that needs to be done to process data, to produce data, um, to help with the searches, to perform the document review, etc. And so, you know, I think that there's a, a disproportionate um, a number of people who are affected and often suffer in silence sometimes, I think. Um, you know, I'm aware of a number of people that I've seen through my career who have been affected disproportionately by stress and pressure and often it doesn't come out till far too late that they're under that type of pressure um and i see that with my own colleagues you know that that often it's not something you want to necessarily approach your your boss about um and say hey i'm having this problem because it appears from a perception point of view that perhaps that's a lack of performance or perhaps they'll construe it as you know a problem within that person as opposed to uh an issue of poor management or uh, an issue with process or how people are managing time, et cetera. 
yeah, it becomes like a trickle down effect of stress and crisis in, you know, where we aim for nine to five, we are in an industry that sometimes the client demands outside of that. So I think that makes good sense what you're saying. Um, so having said that, um, how can we how can we as professionals effectively manage our workload to help avoid this burnout? Well, I think, I mean, if I'm honest, I would say that it's impossible to manage because every single day within e-discovery, there's a new project, there's a new deadline, there's a, a new sort of element of your work that you need to complete fast. Every, everything's always faster, better, you know, every single year, year on year, everything's expected at a much quicker pace, in a, in a much better quality um, and so on. Um, price pressure obviously is impacting businesses. And so, you know, as a result, they're always looking for further efficiencies and uh, more work from employees. Um, and I think that the, the key to managing that um, is really setting boundaries, you know, and having discussions with your colleagues about how you work and how you prefer to work um, and looking at ways in which that can be flexible um, and also thinking about ways in which you can uh, you know, you can switch off. Um, and, you know, I myself, my, my own strategy for that is literally to only have my phone on in the evenings responding to texts from certain numbers, you know, and then I know that the rest of my evening is free. And if no one texts me or calls me on that mobile um, of those particular contacts, then there's nothing more for me to do that day. I can focus on my personal life. I can uh, focus on the things that matter to me. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. We have similar strategies. Mine, if you know, for vacations and holidays, I I will turn my email completely off and say to my team, you have my text, like text me if it's urgent, I can jump in. Um, but there are some people who want to check that once a day just to kind of help them manage that stress. So uh, that makes that makes good sense. Um, so what are some tips you would have for working in high pressure environments generally? Um, I think empathy is key because, you know, as I, as I try to do with my own team in goal um, and, you know, just working with everybody, understanding their uh, personal pressures as well as their, you know, the workload that they're, that they're performing, you know, so not just looking at it from a context of each person being uh, their function in that role, but each person being a person um, and understanding that it's a two-way thing. So, for instance, you may get... Uh, pressure and angst from um, a particular boss who's sort of coming down heavy and saying that they need something delivered by a certain time. But what you also have to understand is that person may well have their own pressures that's causing them to have to do that. And I think by having some much more two-way understanding, both ways, up and down the chain, if you like, um, and understanding that people have their own frustrations, their own pressures in their life, um, and so on, that you can really help to um, diffuse stressful situations, um, if that makes sense. And so, you know, and I think that, you know, when you think of yourself as the center of all that's going on, there's deadlines, there's mistakes happen, there's stresses, there's uh, a production that you personally are responsible for, and you've been called at eight o'clock at night, and you have to do it. Don't think of it just, you know, in that sense. I think Think, thinking that everything is on you leads to exhaustion, cynicism, inefficiencies, etc. Um, and realizing that you are separate from the company who you work for and you're separate from that job 
you are performing, you know, essentially we're in a contractual relationship with our jobs. We get paid for what we do. Um, and there has to be limits and boundaries to that. You know, there has to be um, ways in which you can work effectively. And also trying to avoid, and I've seen this so many times in, in e-discovery, litigation support, even and more so probably in the cyber industry that I work in now, um, the, the ability for people to end up becoming superheroes, you know, the people who um, are burning themselves out constantly, coming up with all the solutions, coming up with all the answers, and being that sort of, you know, superhero mentality, if you like. And I think that as an industry, we need to try to move away as much as we can from treating people like the uh, the, the sort of uh, superhero, the person who solves all the problems, etc., and and look at this more as a you know, other ways in which we can spread that workload, that we can improve processes to make sure that there isn't just one key individual who's, you know, you know the center of everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think um, that makes such good sense. I love that you mentioned empathy. Um, I love to see the conversation around emotional intelligence and leading with emotional intelligence coming more into the workplace. Um, but yeah, I would agree. I think there's tons of tips out there you can give on productivity and focus and stress management. Um, but yeah, not putting it all on one person. Um, I was gifted a book over the holidays uh, by a friend called Rest is Resistance. And it talks about how even just taking that moment to rest in its simplest form can like help reclaim our power. And it like, you know, asserts our autonomy and humanity. And, you know, when we're in these high pressure environments, sometimes you need to just take a step away for five minutes in order to do well. Um, so that that would be a tip that I would say, just if it's becoming overwhelming, like take a minute, uh, whether it's just to grab a glass of water or walk the dog, just reset. Um, but yeah, I think those are all really good points. Um, so certainly I think, yeah, um, uh, it's something that has really helped me. So just being able to, in the morning, for instance, I, I, I take part, I I'm, I'm, I'm a photographer, I guess, in, in an amateur sense. And I use this as my exercise, mindfulness and creative outlet all in one. Um, taking that sort of half hour at sunrise to go out and walk and take some pictures or something like that and come and come back. And then also in the day, making sure I experience the outside that I can sort of feel, you know, what's going on outside really helps to settle me through the day. Um, and and then exercise on top of that has been a key for me in the past few years in just sort of helping to manage stress levels and you know being able to um do my park run every weekend if you see what i mean and just, just kind of keeping to that as much as possible helps you be ready for the day it helps you uh, helps your mind to escape as well um, yeah totally it's it's it sounds like the most you know basic of tips like nature and rest and good nutrition but it does work like it really does make such an impactful difference when you make that a priority um yeah. so having said all that how can we support ourselves and our colleagues um well I think uh it's so for me I've noticed this and, I, and I've helped people in the past who've been going through some challenging situations and didn't really recognize it in myself you know, where uh, things were changing in me there were lots of pressured things going on around me in many different pillars of my of my life um all at the same time and you know i think that uh, had i had someone who had you know sort of picked up the changes in performance um 
rather than just sort of saying, this is not good enough, looking at what's the reason behind that. And so I always try to understand the reason behind the change in someone. And I think if you pick up that there is a change in someone's demeanor, how they're performing, how whether or not they're communicating as they have done in the past, etc., you can sort of identify where there may be, you know, some challenges in their life, some stresses that are too much for them from a work perspective, et cetera. Um, and then seeking to have a conversation about that and looking at um, you know, ways in which you can help mitigate that. And then on top of that, seeking out good relationships within the company you're working for, outside of that company, uh, within your department, within your team, in another department, etc. People who have been through lots of things before, who are willing to be a coach or a mentor. If you're in a pressured environment like this, it really, really helps to have some outside perspective um, to share those things with um, and, and understand how they manage in in their, you know, in their particular role and you know what strategies they might use, etc. So I always think that talking to somebody, even if it's not about specific issues you're going through, but just generally how they cope themselves or how they do what they do is, is always a good strategy, um, building up good relationships and partnerships um, within uh, where you work. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the comment on, you know, leading with empathy and leading with emotional intelligence and being able to pick up on those cues. Um, so I think that's very important. Um, so to close it out, what kind of support is out there for people who need it? Um, well, I would say the most effective thing that I've used, and, and this is just one one sort of there's lots of different ways to signpost people to different types of help when it comes to stressful situations or uh, you know too much work that's impacting on your personal life and or personal things that are impacting on your work life, etc. And, and one of those is um, often companies offer employee assistance programs and people will get a number sent to them in their email inbox when they when they join a company and never use it again. But I've actually used effectively uh, twice, actually, um, uh, for some personal sort of issues, et cetera, contacting one of these employee assistance programs to find that they had someone who could talk through certain issues with me, pressure, stress, et cetera, and talk about the aspects of my job and uh, personal life that were conflicting and, you know, help me to tease through those problems. And so that was actually much more effective than I thought it might be. Um, and often they're very independent to your HR team, for instance. Um, HR themselves often can be a good source of advice. You know, if there is a HR department in the company you work for, speaking to somebody there about, you know, what's going on with your role and, you know, et cetera, can be, you know, an effective way to not maybe talk to your direct line manager or something if you need to talk to someone else. Um, and then, you know, I think that the the first port of call, though, is having that discussion with, you know, who you're working for and helping them to understand, you know, the pressures and reasonable pressures you're under um, and, you know, working out with them a solution to, you know, how to avoid that becoming a habit or, or, or a, an ongoing problem. Yeah, that's right. And I think like it's becoming so much more of a conversation in the workplace. Like if your firm has a mental wellness program, if they don't, maybe talk to management, help establish one. Um, but yeah, like we're we're quite lucky to have 
um, benefits that cover like psychotherapy or social workers or whatever you need. And I think that's a growing trend that we're starting to see more. So obviously that's a place to reach out if there's help. Um, I know for ELTA, we've done some webinars on this topic that we can certainly link after this um, after this podcast. Um, that And we're hoping to do more programming on that and always looking for some suggestions. Um, but with that, I do think we're at time. So I will say thank you so much, Martin, for your time and your help today. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Do you have any notes that you want to close out on? Um, well, I think it's just important to note, you know, in these types, you know, when you're under a stressful situation, that many other people have been through similar situations. And so when you might be afraid to go talk to your boss about a particular issue, it may well be and probably is very common that they've been through similar problems themselves. And so actually can understand what you're going through and can be empathetic. So um, I wouldn't, you know, recommend that anyone doesn't speak to their immediate line manager about those issues, because quite often it's the case that, you know, they've already been through it, they know what's going on, they know how to deal with it. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, thank you again so much for your time today. And thank you to the audience who will soon tune in. And uh, we hope everyone has a great day. Thank you.